What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Storytime with Uncle Reddit. This is... Yeah, words are hard. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Storytime with Uncle Reddit. My name's John. This is Meredith. And this is our slash Tales from Tech Support. So, decided since she was home for this weekend to include Meredith into the uh, recording because uh, I'm trashed. <laughs> and uh, why not? The more the merrier. All right, let's read some stories. Family Tech Support. I'm not tech support by trade, but I know how to Google computer issues and can perform some. But I know how to Google computer issues and can perform some basic troubleshooting. I've also built a few gaming PCs for myself and a couple friends. As you all know, do I know? To my family, this basically makes me the go-to computer expert. My aunt and uncle like to play MMOs together, and about six months ago, they asked me to help them build new PCs as theirs were pushing 15 years old. Wow. I gave them a parts list and helped them assemble everything together, showing them that building PCs isn't as scary as people make it out to be. Fast forward five months and I get a phone call from them. We decided to build a PC for our grandson using the same parts list and it turns on, but there is a no video. And I think to myself, a no video. And I think to myself, damn it. Why did I have to show them how to assemble things? I walk them through some basic troubleshooting over the phone, plug the HDMI cable into another port on the video card, try the onboard video, etc. Nothing works. They offer to bring the PC over to my place so I can take a look at it. They come over, we get the PC set up and I go through the basic troubleshooting again, trying different ports, trying a different HDMI cable and true to their word, the fans spin but there's no video output. Did I read that right? Okay. Fearing that they might have a DOA CPU slash DPU, I opened the case and removed the graphics card to swap it into my PC to check it. And I noticed an empty 8-pin power connector on the motherboard. You guessed it. It was a socket for the CPU power cable. <laughs> Ran the power cable, put the graphics card back in, and presto, it boots to the BIOS. They go home happy, and now my younger cousin has a sweet gaming rig slash workstation. Words are hard. <laughs> what can I say? You've already been warned. I'm wrecked. Anyway, uh, sometimes it's the simple things that get you in life. It's the simple things that are pleasurable in life, but there's also a few simple things that can really just ruin your day. Memories are marine, so she gets it. All right. So, for the first time ever, we're going to listen to Meredith Reed, a.k.a. Bubba. Rehearsal error. 404 cues not found. Context. I was a student who wore various hats in entertainment tech, film, and live. I was helping to tech direct a student-produced and funded award show. I've been cleaning out my collection of hard drives and found this story and one more in my notes that I haven't posted. Figured I might as well. My previous story from six years ago. Setup. One MacBook Pro, one Apple-only software program, an old-ass lightning console, whose brand I'm familiar with, and a ton of student films. I find out that I'm helping to tech direct an award show with student films. This is my stuff, and I'm glad to help out friends and fellow students. The biggest problem we've got is we're holding it at a different location, and we can only get in there two hours before the house opens. So we'll hold a tech rehearsal in a place where we can reasonably simulate the projection software. Great! No problems from here. Right? Wrong. 
First of all, everything's in the wrong video codec. AOSP only takes a specific family of codecs. And because the editors were all using Windows, there goes our plans to have one copy of the file. This doesn't happen till the night before, so I get the media morning of the show. Based on the sudden realization that they needed projection and the lack of information about the show, I end up programming 404. <laughs> Cues over four days. No clue what I was doing and nobody on the crew even knew what the program does. So anyway, we get to the show and we start running it. Everything's looking great. We're recalibrating the projector, refocusing lights, which was an adventure, and I'm ready to go. We get going and then things start going wrong. I've been editing a couple of cues to make sure that the video loops, spoiler alert, things didn't end up looping due to miscommunication on the cue sheet I got. And then the computer crashes. No problem, I just restart. Well, there's no projector remote. So we get a nice blue wash on the stage in the meantime. Fun. Then the lights start flickering. The dimmer boxes are ceiling mounted, neither <laughs> The dimmer boxes are ceiling mounted near the electric and there's not even a hint of a catwalk. Half the sliders, slash faders, slash pots, whatever your local dialect of board op calls it, don't do anything. And all of the little things that go over them to make them something other than little pieces of metal that fingers love to dig into are gone. We're screwed, but the show must go on, and so I just cross my fingers and pray that we don't go dark on stage without warning or control from me. Spoiler alert, we do. Twice. Luckily, the projector was still on, so there was some light. The picture comes up on the projector and I get the show up and running again. The stage manager comes up to me and I fill her in on the situation and say we may need to call an intermission to reboot. I get to go ahead and clear it with the soundboard up to make sure there's a microphone for it to be called. The stage manager then tells me that we're cutting a couple cues. Great, more rebooting. Ultimately, we go through the show. Not everything looped, some things played over other things, lights died a couple times, and the soundboard operator pretty much fell asleep during some projection cues that had built-in audio. And during the strike at the end of the show, unplugged the computers without warning. Student-run shows are fun, especially when it's the crew's first live show experience. Moral of the story, always have a tech rehearsal in the space. And make sure you have media for that show before the rehearsal. So I know, see? You gotta remember, God. what was the story about? <laughs> yeah, so the high school I went to had a big production they did every year. But they practiced months beforehand. They didn't just up and show up one day and say, hey, we're gonna do this. So they had technical rehearsals, dress rehearsals, everything. Music, costume, stage, lighting, sound, video. You know. Everything. So, you're just going to show up, there's definitely going to be things wrong. Everybody knows that. The lie, PC. You know me. I come along every few weeks, post some wholesome anecdote, often involving the elderly, then vanish for another few weeks. This is not one of those tales. This is not remotely one of those tales. One of the aforementioned seniors sends his son to me on recommendation just a few weeks ago. It bought a gaming PC from the internet to play recent games. The senior son bought it for his own son for his birthday, and it's variously incapable or absolute dog shit. It keeps crashing, throws up weird errors, and is generally not a very nice machine. Could I see what's wrong with it and tell them how much it would be to put it right? They don't have a lot of money, and the kid's really disappointed that his birthday present isn't working very well. The spec has sold. iGamer Desktop Power Gaming PC. Intel Core i7-7700. 
8 gigabytes DDR4 2400, 240 gigabyte SSD plus 2 terabytes 7200 RPM HDD. NVIDIA GeForce GTX 1060 6 gigabyte, 1000 watt PSU 80 plus titanium. Ooh. I'm carrying it in and notice the top mounted USB ports aren't aligned quite right, and one of them is wedged under the bezel. I remember thinking, is this a Wish.com gaming machine? <laughs> uh, it gets hooked up to my 27 inch IPS panel and turned on. The buzzing of a cable rubbing a fan greeted my ears as I pulled power. Guess I'm opening it before checking it running, I thought. This was to prove a good idea. You know how over time drive swaps, fan replacements or realignments, the best made cable management becomes a bit sloppy? Imagine every component installed with that mindset. A single fan cable was cable tied to a retaining slot on the case, but three others hung loose nearby. The two SATA cables, NVMe? What's that? Looped into the front fans and one had worn through the red outer sheath. Not good. I give it a more thorough inspection. The heatsink is a round radial thing with an embedded fan and a mounting adapter to make the push clip fit. I'm familiar with these. They're cheap, widespread, have a hundred different names and they're awful. They're good to around 40 to 50 watts TDP. The i7-7700 is specified to 65 watts by Intel and 100 watts by everyone else. I left it as it was. While terrible, it won't harm anything other than turbo boost. A single 8GB DDR4 DIMM gazed up at me. Single channel mode is, again, not ideal, but not a deal breaker. The GPU was the first sign of madness. It was empathetically, convincingly, excruciatingly not a GTX 1060. I reached into the spares file and retrieved the GT430. You may also know this is a GT440, GT520, GT530, GT620, and GT730. Same GF108 GPU, usually DDR3 memory, sometimes GDDR5, they all use the same PCB design and the PCB matched exactly. They put some effort into the fraudulent GPU. Any idiot could look through the side panel and see the tiny little single 40mm fan embedded in a tiny heatsink and say, that's not a GTX 1060. This one had a big plastic shroud with some turbine-like designs on it. Looking to a distant eye like a pair of fans. I check it's not about to do something dangerous to itself or others and fire it up. Device manager shows a GTX 1060. GPU Z shows a GTX 1060 fake and confirm my GF108 suspicions. That'll be why games don't work. CPU Z shows the next part of this wacky story. The motherboard isn't identified but by chipset but the CPU is showing as a Core i7-7700HQ. The base 7700 is a desktop chip, runs at 3.6 GHz base, and max turbo to 4.2. It's best known for being squashed by Ryzen, which is about all you needed to know about the cape. Cavi? Cavi? What? Which is about all you needed to know about the Cavi Lake generation. Cavi? Cavi? Whatever. Fuck it. Oh, don't say fuck it. Anyway. The 7700HQ is also a mobile CPU. What the hell is it doing here in a desktop? On what looks like a desktop board? I run Cinebench R20. Temperature gets to around 80 Celsius. Nothing scary. The result is not great, but not awful. I remember it running about the same as a Skylake 
Hi5 I'd worked on around a year before. A reboot in the BIOS. TPD down is indeed set to 35 watts. 35W? The other option was disabled. And the menus are very bare without any information as to who or what made this motherboard. Pick your favorite religious evildoer. He or she made it. I power off and pop the heatsink. Why is there a BGA CPU on a PCB in the LGA1151? True enough, it was a valid i7-7700HQ. That'll be why the terrible heatsink is enough. You can sometimes find these on eBay. They're recycled laptop chips put on LGA adapters. For cheap CPUs, they're actually quite hard to beat. I replaced the GPU with a GTX 680 2GB. I've got going spare. The least I could do is get some games working for them. I replace the CPU heatsink with an Intel stock cooler and disable the TDP down options. As I'm doing so, I check out the RAM. SPD shows DDR4-2133 and SPD is set to auto. Wait, I saw DDR4-2400 running post display. Hang on, what's this option? RAM speed report and the free number field set to 2400. Is it? No, that's just... I key in 1234, save and exit. Post shows me 8GB DDR4-1234. F. I pull two matched 8GB DDR4-2400, install them, and disable RAM speed report. What else could go wrong with this thing? Surely I've covered pretty much all the bases here, right? Oh, hell no. Remember that 240GB SSD? 190GB. No, not a partitioning thing. Actually... 190 gigabytes. The two terabyte hard disk drive actually did seem to be two terabytes. A Hitachi 5940 RPM Death Star 5K2000 mechanism. Wow, that's a mouthful. Yes, they did stop making those in around 2015. Why do you ask? The PSU is hooked up to my tester, which monitors voltage and provides a resistive dummy load up to 1.1 kilowatts. PSU itself was far, far, far too light for a kilowatt supply. Remember those achingly shite things which used to be bundled with cases, usually optimistically rated to 300 watts? One of those. The tester, something I'm somewhat proud of, is a bank of big power resistors, two glued-in digital multimeters, and an Arduino. Nothing special to the point of a real PSU tester, though. It puts 50 watts on the 5 volt rail, 10 watts on the 3.3 volt rail, and can pull around 90 amps from its 5 12 volt inputs. I built it a few years back. It's not pretty, but it does help diagnose bad PSUs. From power on to 460 watts, when OCP kicked in, it never once remained within the voltage tolerances of the ATX 2.3 spec. Because of Guthics. Guthics. Guthics? Guthics? I don't know. Only knew what the 5 volt rail was doing as it snaked between 4.6 and 5.4 volt. Group regulation is likely what? What? The spec has provided. Lie Gamer Desktop Power Gaming PC. Intel Core i7 7700HQ. 8GB DDR4 2133. 190GB SSD plus 2TB 5940RPM HDD from the dawn of time. NVIDIA GeForce GT430, 380 watt PSU without any certification from anyone. The spec is leaving me. Wish.com fake gamer. P 
Wish.com fake gamer desktop tower. Wish.com fake gamer desktop power. Power. Wish.com fake gamer desktop power gaming PC. You keep saying power. <laughs> I said tower that time. No, you said power. Quack off. Wish.com fake gamer desktop tower gaming PC. Intel Core i7 7700HQ. 16 gigabytes DDR4 2400. 190 gigabyte SSD plus 2 terabytes 5940 RPM hard disk drive from the dawn of time. NVIDIA GeForce GTX 680. 380 watt PSU without any certification from anyone. It passes a 12 hour burn in with a heavy GPU load. So I'm happy with it going back out to play games. The gent comes back asking for the damage report. I tell him I've given him a GPU upgrade to a GTX 680 from the 2010 GT430 it had. 1060 6GB was a lie. I show him the plastic fans. CPU is also a lie, but a less serious one. The motherboard appears to be built for fraud. I tell him it will now play a good few recent games, but not all of them. The GTX 680 in there is probably going to push the PSU a bit hard, but it should manage to stay upright. I tell him it's 50 pounds, but to come back when he saved up a bit of cash to get the PSU and RAM and GPU replaced. 200 pounds would do it, and he promises to do exactly this. The kid, still sat in the car, asks, Will it actually play DX11 games properly? It'd do T. It'd do DX10 really badly, but DX11 games gave me not supported errors. I assured him it would. Oh my god. That was a horrible read. Between the British context and my alcoholism, <laughs> that was a horrible read. Not sure what we talked about, but I've got a fake gaming PC here. Anyway, you didn't see it, but you saw the shaking. It's a CyberPower. PC. Um, called a gaming PC, but you know, I know it's BS. Uh, it's got a GeForce GTX. Man, I don't remember what the numbers are. 1080 maybe? Which, you know, for gaming is probably mid-grade-ish. But for me, for what I do for video editing stuff, it's fine. I don't I don't play games. Not those kind of games. I play like, you know, the little weird ball games on the phone and stuff like that. I don't I don't do heavy graphics games. It's just not how I'm built. Anyway, as far as fake PCs go, it's a very solid machine as long as you know what you're getting. It's like going to Walmart and buying a drill. Yes, it's a Walmart drill. But as long as you know what you expect from it and what it's capable of doing, then it's fine for the price. So... Yeah, same thing with this PC. You've been listening to Storytime with Uncle Reddit. If you enjoy this content, be sure to follow my podcast. I upload new episodes at least three times a week.